This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome, everybody, to episode 13 of That Six. I am your host, Kyler Bills, and I'm very grateful to have the opportunity to talk to you guys again. Just want to preface and start by saying in this episode, you know, it may be a little shorter. Um, I, I came in, got, got some personal problems going on at the house right now, so came into the studio a little late, and I just learned that we have people who are supposed to be using the booth here in about, you know, 30, 35 minutes, something like that. Um, but with that being said, you know, it may be a shorter episode. Hopefully I can still get all my stuff in. Um, and I don't think you guys will be super pressed about a shorter episode. So, um, you know, we're just going to, we're going to roll with the blows. You know what I'm saying? And we're just going to go out here and kill it. We're going to control what we can control and we're going to absolutely body it. So, um, another week gone, man, another exciting week ahead of hypothesizing and with new acquisitions for each team's. Um, and ladies and gentlemen, since the details are out of the way, man, let's jump into episode 13. So, man, I'm trying to think. So I'm actually not, you know, I'm, I'm sure you guys are sick and tired about hearing about Carolina's low, low quarterback debacle and whatnot. Um, <laughs> but what I'm going to do today is I am going to also go through the like like kind of recap each division you know and when i do that i will be you know today i'm going to do the nfc south right and you know i'm doing the south because you know carolina whatnot i can i can do it a little better um and i just like to start off with my division um but throughout the next so what it'll be seven weeks I will be talking about division by division. I believe we have more than seven weeks here left at school. So hopefully we can get through each division, kind of talk about their past year, some of their future outlook, uh, you know, and things of that nature. And then, you know, don't don't be a little surprised. You know, all the pro days are over. You know, my man's pro day was today. So don't be surprised if he gets thrown in there a little bit. So starting off with the Atlanta Falcons. So it's interesting. I'm going to say that they tied for last, but technically – you know, three teams in the NFC South tied for last, although, you know, New Orleans had the tiebreaker over Atlanta for third in the division. Carolina has the tiebreaker over New Orleans for second in the division. Then Tampa Bay obviously winning it outright. Um, so starting off with Atlanta, man, starting off with Atlanta. So Atlanta tied for last. They did go seven and 10, which by no means, you know, seven and 10 compared to a lot of these, you know, other leagues and divisions, seven and 10 for the bottom of the division is is not too terribly bad. Uh, excuse me while I get a little drink of this hot chocolate real quick. Man, it goes so quiet. It goes so quiet when I don't talk. Um, obviously, Atlanta going seven and 10. Uh, two straight losses opening the season with New Orleans and the Rams. Two straight wins against the Seahawks and the Browns. A loss to Tampa Bay. A win against the San Francisco 49ers. Very shocking. A loss to the Cincinnati Bengals. A win against the Carolina Panthers in that extremely exciting um, overtime game in which DJ Moore caught the you know the, the Hail Mary touchdown. And they beat the Panthers 37-34 after two teams missed field goals um, in sudden victory. And then they lost to the Los Angeles Chargers, took a loss to the Carolina Panthers, beat the Chicago Bears, lost 
three, four straight against the Commanders, Steelers, Saints, Ravens, um, and then got a win against the Cardinals by one point, beat Tampa Bay 32-17 in the last game of the season. So some more things with uh, with Atlanta. Um, you know, Atlanta's leading receiver was rookie Drake London, who really decided to come on during the, the end of the year. Uh, rushing for 866 yards, had a pretty solid rushing attack with obviously Cordero Patterson, who was kind of in and out of the lineup all year due to injury. And then uh, Tyler Algier, who is a rookie this year, and he was a late round rookie, who had 210 carries for 1,035 yards and three tutties. Their leading passer technically was not Desmond Ritter, but he's the only guy on contract you know, and on the team technically for him right now. Uh, Ritter came in there a little bit and passed for 708 yards with two touchdowns and a 48.3, 46.3 QBR, excuse me. Um, their leading tackler was Rashawn Evans out of Alabama, who's been bouncing around the league a little bit. Uh, but he had a really good year, 159 tackles and two sacks. Uh, obviously, that's, you know, total tackles, not solo tackles and whatnot, things of that nature. Um, Grady Jarrett with six sacks. And Jalen Hawkins with two interceptions with six pass deflections. Grady Jarrett with a staggering 61 tackles is low-key kind of crazy. Um, the Atlanta Falcons. So Arthur Smith came out in this, this, little, uh, this little press conference, this little type deal thing, situation-ish. Um, and he essentially said, you know, Lamar Jackson's a fantastic player and whatnot. Um, but we're looking at Desmond Ritter to be our, our guy next year and our guy going forward. I think it's super interesting to say that, you know, with the draft being here and whatnot, but man, it could be a hell of a smokescreen. It could be a crazy smokescreen, man. But, uh, I don't know if, I don't know if Desmond Ritter's the guy. I mean, he never really got a shot. So I, I mean, I'm cool with him giving Desmond Ritter a shot, but you'd almost like to see him bring in somebody else and obviously brought in Taylor Heineke. So that moves me to my next choice or my next point of each team is talking about, you know, some of the, and I'm going to, I'm going to be missing a lot of guys here. Do not, do not like, don't expect that. Expect me to accidentally glance over some guys um, because there's so many like, you know, releases and trades and stuff that I just can't keep a hold of. Um, but if I do remember anything, I will like obviously point it out. Let me get a drink real quick. Oh, that's hot. That's why it's called hot chocolate, huh? Um, so they gained, obviously, a huge signing in Jesse Bates, the safety out of Cincinnati, coming to Atlanta on, I believe, a four-year, $64 million deal. Good for Jesse Bates. Good for him to get paid. 260 alumni. Actually was looking at, at him to come to Carolina, but we got another a, uh, Cincinnati safety. So um, I think it works out for everybody. Jesse Bates is obviously going to be a very, very good player for Atlanta. Um, so Atlanta definitely got better with that signing. There's absolutely no doubting that. Obviously, Atlanta bringing in Taylor Heineke for some quarterback depth, re-signing Chris Lindstrom and Lorenzo Carter. Uh, they did lose and decide to actually, you know, officially drop off um, Marcus Mariota. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm tripping. Um, and I think it's – there was that whole debacle with Mariota earlier in the year. You know, I don't think – I mean, Mariota had some decent games at Atlanta and whatnot, but from a standpoint of of him being their, their guy and their – you know, I mean, he was – essentially they brought Mariota in to be like a bridge guy, you know, for Desmond Ritter. 
I think at the end of the day, that's what he did. You'd like to see Ritter get thrown in there a little early. You know, that's why the idea of bridge quarterbacks scares me so much. And maybe it was all because, you know, all the quarterbacks last year outside of Kenny Pickett were taken in like the late second, third, fourth round, you know, with Malik Willis going in the second, Matt Corral going in the third, Desmond Ritter going in the third, Sam Howell going in the third or fourth, I believe. So, you you know, obviously you're going to have a little more leniency to bring a guy in who you draft in the top 10 or even the first round. As far as that bridge guy, you know, we're going to see a lot of bridge quarterbacks in this draft, whether, you know, maybe Bryce and CJ will start day one, but I think Levis, Richardson, Guys like that, Hendon Hooker, will all, you know, come off the bench to start and, you know, be used as a bridge quarterback in that sense. So it's it's in, it's interesting, you know, from that standpoint. Um, but I think it'll be interesting to see Ritter get his shot. Um, Atlanta still has some things that they have to address, you know, and this brings me to my, my second to last, or my actually my last, you know, thing to talk about with Atlanta is, what they're going to do in the draft. Um, excuse me. I don't really know, man. I don't really know. So with Arthur Smith coming out and saying that they're essentially going to target a quarterback, or they're not going to target a quarterback, I'm sorry. Um, you know, that I, I know I've mocked, you know, Will Levis so high to Carolina, or not to Carolina, Jesus. Will Levis to, you know, Las Vegas. Will Levis to Atlanta. I don't know how much, like, with the new developments that are coming out, I don't know if if Will Levis will be a Raider or if he'll be a Falcon, man. I could really see that dude sliding, sliding pretty far, maybe out of the first round. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of quarterback needy teams, but if he starts to slide a lot like last year, I mean, we could see him slide down to round two. It is not crazy to think that. I mean, you look at a guy like Lamar Jackson, who was taken in the last pick of the first round in the 2018, I believe it was, draft he was in. I mean, Lamar Jackson's a lot better of a prospect than Will Levis is. So to that, you know, do what you to that as you will think of as you will. I don't know, man. I'm not a doctor. It's been a hell of a day so far. And it's only three o'clock, man. It's crazy. Let get a man. Let go. Um, so with this like new de- with these new developments coming out, I would primarily expect Atlanta to target a wide receiver. And obviously, you know, they took Drake London last year with pick number nine. I believe it was. Um, but you know, I mean, there's going to be guys, what do they pick this year? Let me check. Let me check. Let me check. Atlanta picks pick number eight this year. Yeah, I knew that. So I could see Atlanta going after a guy like Quentin Johnson, going after a guy like Jordan Addison, maybe Jackson Smith and Jigba and Doing that from a standpoint of just just getting your guys some help, man. There's, you can never have too many wide receiving options, and obviously with the departure of Calvin Ridley last year, Drake London stepping up, but you know, and they signed Brian Edwards. Uh, also, they did so sign yesterday to I think like a one year five million dollar deal was Calais Campbell, who's going to help out that defensive line um, opposite of Grady Jarrett. Maybe not opposite because Campbell's a DN, Jarrett's a, t- a tackle, whatever. You know what I'm saying. Um, it's obviously going to help them out, but I could definitely see Atlanta targeting a wide receiver. Um, you know, two straight years. It's not, it's not ridiculous. Like it's not unheard of for, for a team with that. I mean, dude, coming into this year, Atlanta was widely considered one of the worst wide receiver rooms in the league. And then when Calvin Ridley, you know, gets suspended and gets traded, it was, you know, it was, it was almost without a doubt. It was almost, you know, unanimous, the worst wide receiver rooms in the, in the league. So, Ah, I mean, that's good, though. 
That's good. I'm going to try and finish this hot chocolate off so I don't have to keep taking breaks. Because like I said, we might only have 30 minutes. We might have 40. We might have 50. I'm not too sure, man. So I need to stop mumbling and jumbling and just get active. Um, So that's Atlanta. Uh, I'll talk about where I think that they're going to finish next. You know, once I'm done talking about all the teams. So moving on to the New Orleans Saints, who also tied for fourth. Having the tiebreaker over at Atlanta, but also going 7-10. and 10. Um, The New Orleans Saints gained Derek Carr, and they re-signed Juwan Johnson. And they decided to, Sean, to, Sean, to sign Jamal Williams. So, signing Jamal Williams, man, it's... I mean, it all depends on what the hell is going on with Alvin Kamara, right? Kamara, Kamara, I don't really care. Um... I'm super interested to see what's going to happen. There's a lot of like litigation and legal issues that could be coming from that situation. You know, I just think, I mean, Jamal Williams was not running back one to start this year. And he came out there and what had like 15 touchdowns, led the league in rushing touchdowns. So regardless of if he either splits time with Kamara or if he, if he like solely takes the lead of that backfield, man, I think it's, I think it's going to be a nice little, uh, Nice little duo, you know, for New Orleans. And New Orleans is probably the team who is most ready right now to win the division. And, and I'm saying that as of March 30th at 3.03 p.m. You know, I'm not – this very easily could change in the next – Month, I think that will change in the next month whenever Carolina decides to get who they're going to get. And I'll talk about that a little later, you know, uh, depending on what Atlanta does. You know, if Atlanta went out there and targeted Lamar, that obviously instantly makes them a, a contender. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, obviously, the New Orleans Saints lost Marcus Davenport to the Vikings this year in free agency. And then I talk about, you know, what is what is New Orleans doing going forward? So they're not going to have, like, this huge name splash in the draft. But, man, I feel so weird when I have to take a drink, bro. Uh, the Saints, obviously, I'll talk about their schedule. You know, getting a win over Atlanta first, the first week. Two straight NFC South losses to the Buccaneers and the Panthers, a loss to the Vikings, a win against the Seahawks, a loss against the Bengals and the Cardinals, a win against the Raiders, a actually a shutout against the Raiders, shocker, uh, two losses straight against the Ravens and the Steelers, a win against the Rams, a loss against the 49ers, a loss against the Bucks. rattled off, wow man, this site absolutely sucks, bro, what is going on with my computer, bro? Well, they, they, they rattled off for sure three straight wins um, against Atlanta, against Cleveland, and against Philly to make that push to win the division. And then they lost to the Carolina Panthers in week 18, which was an absolute barn burner. Uh, Alvin Kamara led the Saints in rushing 233 carries, two touchdowns, and 897 yards. I don't think he's eclipsed 1,000 yards since his rookie year. Crazy wild. Uh, bewildering. Had more rushing yards than Jameis Winston had passing yards. Obviously, Winston was splitting time with Andy Dalton because Winston went down in like week three or something. I mean, but Jameis Winston, 858 yards, four touchdowns and a 33.5 QBR. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Where did Jameis sign? Jameis signed somewhere, didn't he? Come on. 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 
Dude, this computer's so slow. I'm gonna take a drink while I'm waiting for this to load. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously Andy Dalton is in Carolina now, and it is Derek Carr's, you know, team. Did he did he re-sign with the uh the Saints, man? He might have re-signed with the Saints. I think he did re-sign with the Saints. I'm not too sure. Okay, it opened three effing tabs. See that? I probably shouldn't say that, but oh well. What are you going to do about it, man? Now it's not going to load, bro. Um, obviously, New Orleans is going to be in a better spot this year with Derek Carr at the helm. I think... Derek Carr is not a guy who I was super excited for Carolina to go after. It wasn't a guy I really, you know, looked to fix my franchise. But I think that the Saints have a lot more guys who are probably more win now than what, you know, Carolina has. Carolina is a lot younger of a team and whatnot. You know, they still have a, a, a pretty solid defense. And, you know, Chris Olave emerging. Michael Thomas is still dealing with whatever the hell Michael Thomas is dealing with. A good O-line, you know, you know, their old coach left for Denver is whatever, man. But they and they have a brighter future. You know, they're going to get those two first-round draft picks from the Broncos who aren't good. Where, where are the Broncos getting all these draft picks, man? <laughs> um, well, obviously, they got one from Miami for Bradley Chubb. But um, I, think, I think New Orleans, as of right now, would be my favorite to win the division. But like I said, I think that's going to change in a month. Right now, it's just it's just the like hanging over the head. You know, you don't know who Carolina's what Carolina's doing at the quarterback position. I got to get rolling, man, because I mean, I might only have thirty minutes to record this. So, moving on to the Carolina Panthers, who technically got second in the division but tied for fourth at the seven and ten record. Uh, Carolina has had a very busy offseason, signing Von Bell, Shy Tuttle, Deshaun Williams. Draymond Williams, his name is not Deshaun Williams, man. Uh, Bradley Bozeman on a re-sign, Hayden Hurst, Adam Thielen, DJ Chark, Miles Sanders, and then trading for the number one overall draft pick. Uh, they did lost, they did lose Deonta Foreman, Miles Hartsfield, DJ Moore, Matt Ionatis. Ionatis, Ionatis. Um, man, <laughs> y'all ready for this little tangent, man? Uh, the draft outlook. So Carolina is obviously taking a quarterback at one. I still think it's in between, you know, CJ Stroud. I think Stroud's the pick. I'm going to double down on that. I'm going to triple down on that. I'm going to quad down on it. I'm going to sing tipple down on it. Um, I don't even think that's like the actual terminology or whatnot, but I don't know. I'm not Spanish. Um, even though, yeah, whatever. Um, I think Bryce Young could be the pick. I think there was a lot of, you know, uh, good reactions at the pro day. Will Levis, I have... I think a, a less than 0 0.0999999 chance percent that he could be the pick. I just don't see it. Maybe that's even too high. Um, and then Anthony Richardson is is interesting. AR had his pro day today, and he looked damn good. Um, it, it was just like the combine, man. Like you know what this guy's gonna do when he goes out there and is throwing in a in a seven on seven shirt and and some some tights. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He, he's a dog. Steve Smith, the GOAT. Shout out Steve Smith. He said, Anthony Richardson is like an investment, like Amazon or Tesla, and you don't want to be the team that screws up and passes on it. Do I think that that's what Carolina is going to do? No. And and I had a realization last night. I was like, well, like let me, let me, let me put all bias aside. Let me look at this, man. Carolina... 
freak. Um, I'm trying to think about because I had a realization while I was sitting in the car right before I recorded this, man. I was like, look, man, Carolina, like I'll, I'll sit here and say right now, Carolina is not going to win the Super Bowl next year, right? And I think that we could be a playoff team. I think we can win this division, but I don't think we can win the Super Bowl. And maybe when you're competing in the playoffs, it's all the same because anybody could lose at any moment, right? But they're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. So give me the project. Give me Anthony Richardson, who that that potential is that 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 Cam Newton, that Jalen. I mean, don't tell him, don't sit here and tell me Anthony Richardson's potential is not like Cam Newton. Like his ceiling is is there. He could be an MVP of this league. Don't don't question that. Um, but does Carolina really have you know the at the number one overall pick? Do you really bank on a project and bank on potential, or do you go out with a guy and, and there's no such thing as a sure thing? But do you go to the closest thing as a sure thing and Bryce Young, or do you like? Hmm, Bryce Young's got some risks and whatnot, so let me get the next best thing and, and C.J. Stroud, who, who's a little taller, a little more accurate, may fit my team better. Or do we say F it and go, and go for the project? You know, I just, at the end of the day, I don't know. I don't think it's as unrealistic as what a lot of people think with Carolina going Anthony Richardson. I don't think it would be as crazy as what a lot of people say going Anthony Richardson. On Twitter, a lot of people are starting to warm up to the idea of Carolina selecting Anthony Richardson. Uh, Y'all know how I feel about it. So I won't linger too much on the quarterback talk. That's why I'm actually talking about the second rounder for the Carolina Panthers. Pick number 39. Who is Carolina going to go after? Um, Scott Fitterer said at this point in the stage, you know, with how we built free agency, let me take a drink right quick. It's almost gone, so y'all don't got to worry about it. Oh, excuse me. Um, That they can go best player available, right? So I think some 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 positions that I could see it being, some people are saying corner. I don't see it. Maybe Emmanuel Forbes, maybe Cam Smith. Um, I would personally prefer edge, edge rusher, you know, BJ Ojulari, Felix Hernandez-Kumama. I don't, I don't know how to say his name. He's the defensive end from Kansas State. Dog. You know, Will McDonald maybe if he falls. You know, we could see maybe Nolan Smith fall out of the. You know, I'm saying there's a lot. Of, I mean, draft day is crazy. So I think with the ability to go best player available is is super nice. You know, I think that the idea that we were able to keep one of our seconds this year and the higher second of that um, is, is always super nice and super dope. Uh, you always love to have that. And it's it's going to be interesting. I would like to see edge rusher. They could obviously also go wide receiver. Maybe maybe Zay Flowers drops. Maybe Josh Downs drops. Uh, maybe they trade it up and package for Jackson Smith and Jigba or a higher caliber wide receiver. So it's all interesting, man. This is what I love about the hypothesizing. So, But obviously in the second round, third round, and going on, they're going to take best player available because at the end of the day right now, the only super big hole that they have is at the quarterback position. I think everybody else they feel super comfortable at. It's not like last year where there was a hole at quarterback. There's a hole at tackle. There was a hole at tight end, you know. And, and, and let, me, let me preface by saying that a lot of these positions for the Panthers aren't super high-caliber guys. Like Hayden Hurst is not tight end five, top five tight end in the league. But Hayden Hurst is a lot better than Ian Thomas, and Hayden Hurst can, can make you some plays. I think all Bengals fans see that and recognize that from last year. Let me finish off this drink, and then we're, we're, we're finna turn up, man. Oh, yeah. That last sip was pretty trash. I ain't going to hold you. Um, So I didn't even talk about who Carolina lost. Carolina lost Deonta Foreman, Miles Hartsfield, DJ Moore, Matt Ionatis, some other guys. 
Um, DJ Moore obviously sucks. Deonta Foreman sucks, but picking up Miles Sanders helps. DJ Moore sucks, losing. Picking up Adam, Adam Thielen and DJ Chark helps. Matt Ioannidis leaving sucks. Shy Tuttle's going to fill that role. Um, maybe Brian Brees if he falls in the draft. Miles Hartfield obviously sucks. He's a great guy in Carolina. Um, but obviously they picked up Von Bell, some other some other deep secondary guys, uh, which is going to move Jeremy Chin into that sub-linebacker position if y'all play Madden. Shout out Madden. Um, wow, what did Julie text me? She texted me what's wrong with it. I'm Jules. I don't know. So, yeah, I'll, I'll address the elephant in the room, man. I'm, I'm chilling, right? Chilling this morning, playing some Madden. My aunt, my cousin texts me, who's my neighbor, and she's like, hey, you might want to shut the water off. I was like, huh? You said what now? Uh, she's like, yeah, the, the well house is like leaking. I was like, oh, fantastic, bro. It's always something. Check the front yard. Front yard's flooded, bro. Check the crawl space. Crawl space is flooded, bro. Check, you know, I turn the water on, check the well house. The well house is flooded. This little spout is spewing out water. You know what I'm saying? I just can't catch a break. You know what I'm saying? Um, hey, bro, but God got us, man. At the end of the day, it's going to be okay. Um, I'm going to take it on the chin. <laughs> We're getting off topic. We don't have time to get off topic. Um, moving on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ooh, the Bucks. The Bucks lost a lot of guys, man. So they gained Chase Edmonds, Baker Mayfield, Jamel Dean, uh, and Anthony Nelson, obviously re-signing Jamel Dean, and I believe Anthony Nelson too. Um, and then they lost Cameron Brait, Shaq Mason, Leonard Fournette, Byron Leftwich, who was their offensive coordinator, Akeem Hicks, William Golston, and Tom Brady. So, yikes. <laughs> yikes, man. Um, I only got a couple things to talk about with Tampa Bay. What's their quarterback outlook, man? Because as a guy who was super excited for Baker Mayfield last year, seeing how he played, man, and not only Carolina but in Los Angeles too, it's it's not exactly uh, what you what you're looking for for fantastic quarterback play. So it's going to be interesting, man, to see how it goes. You know, I think the Bucks have the darkest future in the NFC South, bro, and maybe the league, bro. Like they put all those chips, and, and at the end of the day, they got their ring. So. You can't be super upset with Tampa Bay because at the end of the day, they did get their ring. So it's just it. But now they like sold their soul for that ring. And now they're going to they're not going to be very good for these next coming years. You know, it's interesting. I, like I said, I do think they have the darkest future. Maybe it's finally Kyle, Kyle Trask season. Hey, I'm, I'm going to sit here and say this, bro. It'd be so cool, bro. You got Kyle Pitts in Atlanta. You got Ch Kyle Trask in Tampa Bay. You could have Anthony Richardson in Carolina. Who's the other team? New Orleans? New Orleans? Well, they did have a Gator in Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Um, I'm sure they got more Gators. They did have Alex Anzalone, but he plays in Detroit now. Um, but I'm saying it would be, be kind of cool, man. I, I would like to see Kyle Trask get his shot. Kyle Trask balled out his senior year at Florida. As a Gators fan, man, I thought... You know, if you were to ask me, you know, like I like Anthony Richardson more. I think he's a, pros a better prospect. It's just crazy because, like, Kyle Trask statistically and, and film-wise, he, like, blows Anthony Richardson out of the water in his senior year. Kyle Trask was, like, a second-round pick, and he was a Heisman. It doesn't make sense to me how Heisman finalists go in the second round, bro. Like, like Max Duggan in the T at a TCU is going to go in, like, the fourth, fifth, maybe sixth round, bro. Like, it's crazy. I don't know. I'm not a scout, bro, so I ain't, I ain't really finna dive into that. So... Yeah, man. Uh, let me move. Let me move past that, man. Uh, Tampa Bay is not looking good. So this is moving on to my. And when we start next season, I'll reiterate and give my official predictions. This year, I picked the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win the NFC South, which they did. This year, 
Start coming in at number four, the worst team in the NFC South for the 2023-2024 NFL season. I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers finishing fourth at number three in the 2023-2024 NFL draft for the NFC South. I have the Atlanta Falcons finishing third. Coming in at number two, I have the New Orleans Saints finishing as the runner-up of the division, possibly a playoff team, very possibly a playoff team, depending on how Derek Carr plays. And coming in at number one in the division, their first time since 2015, topping the division. Wow, bro, 2015 was like eight years ago, bro. That's crazy, bro. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. Um, I have the Carolina Panthers finishing first. So I think the Carolina Panthers have a really good roster right now. I think they're, they have a, a very serious coaching staff. And I think I think it's going to be really exciting to see what Carolina can do here. You know, they could very easily go out there and just flop on their face, you know. <sighs> I hope not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but... I don't know, man. I think I think that they have the, the the roster to do it at the end of the day. So don't be surprised if Carolina gets their guy, whoever it's going to be, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson. Like I said, I personally think that the Carolina Panthers are going to take CJ Stroud. Right. I think that they could take Bryce Young. So earlier when I was talking about all this, I would say that I feel like Carolina is picking between CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson. Now, I think that they're picking between C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. I just don't see a way that Anthony Richardson falls into the... And I know that there's like Thomas Davis's report and there's a lot of reports and whatnot. I don't know, man. They didn't seem too crazy at the, uh, at the pro day about him. I mean, Frank Reich wasn't smiling a whole lot. Granted, he's been traveling a lot. It's whatever, bro. At the end of the day, I don't care what anybody, any reporter tells you, bro. You guys do not know... Like what? What the Carolina Panthers are thinking? Unless you're Scott Fitterer, unless you're Josh McCown, you know Thomas Brown, unless you are a ham sandwich. I thought Bobby Wagner resigned with the Rams. He went to the Seahawks. Oh wow, I didn't even know that. Um, wow, man, that's crazy. <laughs> I got off track. Um, I don't know. I just don't see him taking Richardson. I would love it. I would absolutely love it. And I think there's a lot of people that are warming up to the idea of it. I think that the Raiders could trade. Well, I'll talk about all that in the mock draft, which we will actually be doing live since my mock draft did not save. So, man, we're at 30 minutes already. So CCH is actually supposed to be here already. Um, if I could get 40 minutes out of this, I'd be happy, bro, because we got about like 10 more minutes of stuff that I really want to talk about um, and whatnot. So, yeah, man, those are my predictions. I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm really interested to have this first podcast back with you. You guys, I might... I honestly might record a podcast that Friday, like early, early Friday. See if I can get that pod, the, the the podcast after the draft out, the first round, that is, out on Friday and just see how that goes. Because, man, there's going to be a lot of stuff to cover, man, after draft. So that's going to be my 2023-24 uh, outlook for the NFC South. Moving on to some news around the league. Um, Dan Snyder has received... Two bids for his asking price, which of like $68 billion, something crazy. And he received half of his, or he, he received his asking price by two teams. Um, whether to see if they pull the trigger on that, it's going to be interesting. Dan Snyder is 
seemingly on his way out of the league as an owner. So could be interesting, man. Um, like I said, man, I'm gonna I'm just gonna cover it team by team as far as what 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 teams are doing in free agency, man, because I, I just can't keep keep track of it, bro. So moving on to some of the best remaining free agents. Obviously, we have Lamar Jackson. I'd like to see Lamar go to the Indianapolis Colts, maybe pick swap. Obviously, that pick number four would go with it. I would see Baltimore target Anthony Richardson and, and essentially just replace it. Jadavion Clowney. Um, I could see Clowney going to Carolina. Could see him going to any team. I would I would more see him going to a contender, even though Clowney just doesn't produce. I mean, Clowney's so overrated, bro. But maybe he just needs to be in the right system. You know, Rocky Asin, who I did not like in Indy, he must have just had a better year in Las Vegas this year. Um, could see him in Carolina. Could see him in a lot of cornerback needy teams. Um, maybe as, as a mentor guy. Yannick Ngakwe would love to see in Carolina. You guys know how I feel about Yannick Ngakwe. Dalton Rissner, a uh, great guard out of Denver after Ben Powers signed with with Denver. So, you know, Dal Dalton Rissner on the, on, the, on the chopping block is what one would say. Um, could be interesting. Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, man, I just don't, I don't see it, man. I don't see it at all. I don't know what team's going to take him. Maybe, maybe Baltimore, maybe, you know, obviously the Jets. He was on Rodgers' wish list. Could be interesting. I don't think he's going to get the 15, 20. I don't even think he'll probably, he could get 10, bro. Matt Ionatis, like to see him go to a team that, uh, I don't know, bro. He's a good player, bro. And I'm looking at CBS Sports right now. It's like, yeah, he's not flashy, but I mean, he's, he's he has a nice season, bro. Ionatis is a good player. Puna Ford, Marcus Peters. I can see Carolina target Marcus Peters. Um, let me check out this mock draft, man, what they're saying. So in this mock draft, they have Carolina taking Stroud, Young going to Houston, Anderson going to the Cardinals, and then the Colts trading with the Ravens to get Lamar Jackson, and then the Ravens drafting. Oh, man. Baltimore could hold a lot of chips in their hand right now, bro. A lot of chips in their hand right now, bro. Um, that would be a W draft, man, to uh, to get a first-round pick in the next draft. Um, and then pick up Anthony Richardson at four would be kind of crazy. No lie. You could sit behind Tyler Huntley for a year. Um, but regardless, I'm not here for anybody else's mock draft besides mine. My draft is the only 100% accurate mock draft. And you know what? That's what we're going to roll into it, man. Let's get into it. So Kyler Bills is what? A mock draft 4.0. Let me check this. Is this four? Is this three? Is this? It's got to be. It's got to be. It could be five, I think. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. So this is mock draft 4.0. This is mock draft 4.0. The Carolina Panthers are on the clock and with the first pick of the 2023 NFL draft, the Carolina Panthers select CJ Stroud. With the second pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Houston Texans select Bryce Young. The Arizona Cardinals are going to go out here and select Will Anderson Jr. The edge out of Alabama. The Indianapolis Colts are going to select Anthony Richardson, the quarterback out of Florida. The Seattle Seahawks are going to select Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle out of Georgia. The Detroit Lions are going to select Tyree Wilson, the edge out of Texas Tech. The Oakland Raiders, well, I'm sorry, the Las Vegas Raiders are going to select Will Levis, the quarterback out of Kentucky. The Atlanta Falcons are going to select Quentin Johnston, 
the wide receiver out of TCU. The Bears are going to select Jackson Smith and Jigba, the wide receiver out of Ohio State. The Philadelphia Eagles are going to select Brian Branch, the safety out of Alabama. Tennessee Titans are going to take Peter Skronsky, the tackle out of Northwestern. The Houston Texans are going to take Kalijah Kansi, the defensive tackle out of Pittsburgh. The New York Jets are going to take um, Paris Johnson, the tackle out of Ohio State. The New England Patriots are going to take Luke Van Ness, the edge out of Iowa. The Green Bay Packers are going to take Michael Mayer, the tight end out of Notre Dame. The Washington Red Washington Commanders of Cotton, I'm sorry, are going to take uh, Osiris Torrance, the guard out of Washington. The Pittsburgh Steelers are going to take. I'm trying to think. Gonna gonna take. They're gonna take a tackle. Okay, they're not gonna take a tackle. They're gonna take Devin Witherspoon. The Detroit Lions are going to take Joey Porter Jr. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to take Dalton Kincaid to replace Cameron Brait. The Seattle Seahawks are going to take Brian Brees, the defensive tackle out of Clemson, doubling up on tackles in this draft, but very athletic tackles who can spread the line. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers are going to take Christian Gonzalez, the corner out of Oregon. The Baltimore Ravens are going to take Zay Flowers, the wide receiver out of Boston College. The Minnesota Vikings are going to take Deonta Banks, the corner out of Maryland. The Jacksonville Jaguars are going to take Miles Murphy, the defensive or the edge rusher, excuse me, out of Clemson. The New York Giants are going to take Jordan Addison, the wide receiver out of USC. The Dallas Cowboys are going to take Bijan Robinson, the running back out of Texas. The Buffalo Bills are going to take Emmanuel Forbes the cornerback out of Mississippi State. The Cincinnati Bengals are going to take Luke Musgrove. I'm not sold on Irv Smith. They're going to take Luke Musgrove. Um, the New Orleans Saints are going to take Nolan Smith, the edge rusher out of Georgia. The uh, Philadelphia Eagles, I'm sorry, are going to take Josh Downs, the wide receiver out of North Carolina. And the Kansas City Chiefs, are going to take Will McDonald the fourth, the defensive end out of Iowa State. So, man, I had to rush. CCH is actually here, so I do need to finish this up and get her going. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's that's my mock draft 4.0. Extremely accurate. You know what I'm saying? Um, obviously, episode episode 13 is coming to an end man i'm sorry that it was so rushed you guys like it's it, it it is totally my fault but it's been a crazy day man um super excited to see what exactly is going to happen when it comes to the quarterback position this draft we're getting a week closer man we're about 40 40 days out man uh hype man lucci who is brian burns his brother just said and quote tweeted a picture of or a video of anthony richardson that size dog you can't coach that fire man our staff got a big boy decision on their hands woo 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 uh with the eyes emoji um yeah man it's gonna be interesting um super excited to see what actually happens with all the smoke screens and carolina's got a lot of, a lot of stuff to figure out you know i just man I'm, I'm i'm cool with team richardson man you guys obviously know that um 
But with that being said, man, like I said, I know it's about 10 minutes shorter than what it usually is, but I'm I'm grateful enough to have had the time to get in here and record for about 39 minutes. Next week will be a lot more structured, a lot more, you know, deep dive, and, and I'm going to do it better with free agency and whatnot. Um, but yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for episode 13 of that six. I can't tell you guys how nice it is to be back in the booth and talking about what I love with all you guys. Uh, I want to invite you guys all listening to follow me once again on Twitter or TikTok under at that six podcast. Obviously, my personal account is at Kyler.Bills on Instagram. If you wanted to stay tuned there, you know, I drop some opinions in there, do some live streams with my draft and any big other 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 big news that happens. Um, yeah, man, uh, let's go. What they say, what they say, I'm probably getting in trouble with Hey, this, this, you know what I'm saying? This is for uh, everybody, man. I, I absolutely love Anthony Richardson. You know what I'm saying? I'm uh, I'm like what the kids like to call in the street, a Anthony Richardson. Uh, okay, so this is like my my, my professional occupation at the end of the day, bro. I, I'm, I'm a professional, I'm an Anthony Richardson professional glazer, bro. Like that is my occupation, bro. Like with that, bro, I'm gonna leave it off for tonight, bro. I hope you guys have a great day. Stay safe. Thank you for listening and deuces. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.